So Craig's voice came in just as suddenly my lights like dimmed really crazy. That was That's weird. Mine did too. Whoa. No. No, not really. Okay. <laughs> you can't, Rob, you can't do that to me. I'll believe you. It's the problem. <laughs> Let's start this. Julian Phelps of Vindemir. The fair city of Vindemir has been compared to a jewel of vice upon a harlot's powdered throat, the shiniest blemish on the nation's face, and a sty of unrepentant civic vice and bottomless financial corruption. They call you many things. Layabout, fop, ne'er-do-well, fancy man, puff baby, franion, flouncer, swing blade, rake, rake hell, rake spindle, knob, swell, fribble, white glove, gadabout, doodle, bow nasty, bootludge, oppressor, blackguard, marble swank, surly pood, ruffian, flagrantrian, gilded teat. But you ignore the proliferating insults of the ill-bred classes with a toss of your glamorous hair, or, when required, a swat from your nimble rapier. You are a Vindemir's gentry, and, if the city itself has become a disgusting cesspit of commerce, you can remain a beacon of noble virtue for those of lesser lineage. You, your family, and your school of swordplay are the moral pole stars all those wretched, drunken, grasping, venal, disease-rattled human warts ought to emulate. If only you could convince them, or failing that, convince those you love not to emulate them. Step forth, teachers, and introduce all present to your good selves and your dearly beloveds. We begin, of course, with Duke Laffrey of Piddlebottom. Piddlebot, excuse me. I decided to change his name, and then I changed it back again. <laughs> I am Duke Laffrey of Piddlebot, and I am accompanied by my beloved Taurus, my loyal brother, and Matilda, my dear sister. I am the teacher at the School of the Circling Victory style of swordplay, the superior combat art in all of Vindermere. And uh, also, I've got a foppish score of five and a duelist score of eight. I'm called Cobra. And I'm the master instructor of the Circling Serpent Path. And my beloveds are Javanel, my comrade Boozebag, and Scraps, my addle-padded elder. And I have a foppish of four and a duelist of five. A poor dueling score. Your dueling score is poor. Ha. I can take that lying down. I am Crispin Ars Flautiste of the Devious Marseillaise style of fencing school. With a duelist score of six, sir. Six, I bring with me my distant father, Unctious Ars Flautiste, and my alluring, inamorata, Lemurine Sprawlbladder. <laughs> I am Sir Percy Ponceville, also known as the Locust, because I will descend upon you like a cloud of fury. <laughs> and devour all of the cake. And devour all of you. I have a foppish score of eight, and a duelist of three. I am accompanied by my adoring spouse, Helgolga, the beauty of Vindemir, and the most aristocratic of women. And I also have with me my prize student, Kittlebronk, who is a trifle reckless, but the pride and joy of my school, the school of the indomitable hair, because we are fast and furious, and we win. Wow, you're so foppish. I am beyond foppish. I mean, look at my picture. Come on. Yellow tights. Fabulous. Look at that wig. <laughs> yeah. That leaves me. I am Bardolph, master instructor of the Path of Subtle Evisceration. Boo! Uh, <laughs> I am foppish seven duelist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Prepare to be uh, eviscerated subtly, sir. I'll circle you with victory! Dueling Fops of Vindemir is a game of arrogant scions of the gentry, bickering, bragging, degrading themselves, falling in love and seeking to balance conflicting loyalties. Will you kill to protect the honor or reputation of your prize student? Do you take the fall for your illegitimate child's indiscretions? If the choice comes to tarnish your family name with bloodshed or allow an insult to your school to go unaddressed, which do you pick? And where better to begin protecting one's honor than at ye annual midwinter ball, 
this year held at Meanswell Manor on Vindemere's illustrious Avenue of Knobs. And so we begin. We can start introducing with uh, Brent, who has a duelist of eight. So uh, Brent, can you tell us, your teacher is attending, obviously, but which of your beloveds should be in attendance with you? Duke Laffrey will be attending the Midwinter Ball with Matilda, my dear sister. I shall be her escort for the evening. Cam? Meaning to bang Brent's hot sister for a while. I'll bring Javanel with me. You mean my uh, horse-faced sister? I, I forgot that detail because I'm a very nice brother, but she is rather horse-faced. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I shall be bringing uh, Unctious Ars Flautist, my distant father, who I'm hoping uh, I can marry off to someone here. I, of course, Sir Percy the Locust, will be bringing my beloved, adoring spouse, Helgolga. She would be most disappointed to miss the Midwinter Ball. And I, Bardolf, will bring my Boris second Dreg. He's always good in his oafishness for a bit of entertainment as his expense. And good-natured enough to take it. All right. Then, uh, beginning with Brent, we have to find out who loves whom. So each player will roll 1d6 to see whom their teacher has been suddenly smitten by. Okay, sounds good. I'm rolling, and I rolled a four, so that's Rob. Interesting. So Duke Lawfrey looks over at Bardolph's congregation, and Bardolph, who did you bring again? Drag, my Boris second. Oh, goodness. His other one is also considered there. Oh, oh okay. Considered if his Boris second doesn't catch your fancy. Oh, yeah, so that is uh, Chamberpot, my scorned lover. <laughs> okay. So, and do I get to pick between Bardolph or a beloved or Chamberpot or the big brute man? Yes, right. I believe I believe you can even you can uh -huh. even fall in love with another instructor. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. I'm going to make the interesting choice. Duke Lawfrey has fallen head over heels madly in love with Bardolph. What? <laughs> Okay. He has long been my bitter rival, but something about the Midwinter Ball has changed my feelings in ways I don't understand. Something in the punch. I'm going to roll a d6 now. That's a one, which means hey, Calm. Hey, Cam. <laughs> How you doing? Pretty good. That was my distant father, Unctious. And who else was your other? Oh, nobody. Just, just Lemarine Sprawlbladder, my... Oh, yeah, I wrote that down. Uh, Lemarine. Hey, Lemarine, how you doing? Uh, I think I'm, I'm writing Lemarine down on this line here. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Lemarine. Truly a name that the bards can sing about. Lemarine. <laughs> uh, Lemarine. You can Lemarine. rhyme it with Submarine or... Dream. Tangerine. Wolverine, Tangerine. Wolverine, yeah. Calm, who did you end up with? Uh, have, hold on, I'm rolling now. Okay. Oh, it's a one. Oh, I'm in good spot. Back to Jenny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yes. What is your alluring spouse's name? Helgolga. Oh, well, it just rolls off the tongue like Lemarine. <laughs> okay, yes. Uh, Crispin, ours floaties, only has eyes for the beautiful Helgolga. Okay. See, I, oh, I also have a one. So that would be Rob. <gasps> Perfect. So we've got Bardolph, Dreg, my Boris second, or my scorned lover, Chamberpot. <laughs> Humble Chamberpot. Well, I am very, very taken with Chamberpot's alluring presence. <sighs> and, I... and divine aroma. You get that divine fragrance. Aroma, yeah. <laughs> The fine perfume that she wears is delicious. The gentle musk. The gentle musk of her unwashed wig. The delicious musk of chamber pot. Yes. That's a lot of caster um, right there, man. Uh. Yep. So, uh, so yes, I am wildly in love with chamber pot. Okay. And that leaves me. My roll is a three on the robot. So I'm going Brett Cam column. So... You've got Crispin Ars Flautiste. Yes. His distant father, Unctious. And and what was the third option? 
My alluring inamorata, Lemurine Sprawlbladder. Lemurine. Oh, somebody picked Lemurine already. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It, it, it's yeah, even somebody more, also. It's I, more I, I interesting. Think... More interesting if two people are vying for her heart. Well, but I mean, oh. from the start, I had an interest in Unctious, I think. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How could one not? <laughs> Given the vast tracts of land he owns. Yes. Uh, yeah, I have written Unctious. Mm. Okay. He's looking for a good woman to drain his boils. <laughs> this is my favorite game we've ever played. I'm, I've just decided this is the best game in the world. <laughs> I, this is fantastic. All the way down. Wow. Okay, and then... Well, that's the whole thing, though. We're done. What is everyone doing? Each player takes turn in order to carry out one action. Once every teacher and beloved has taken one action, the sun rises and everyone goes home. So, we'll start again. It's in table order, and we're starting with Brent. So you can start with... Either your instructor or beloved you brought, which I believe was Matilda. Yes, I brought Matilda, my dear sister. So my time at the at the midwinter ball was a rather dreary affair, and unfortunately that scandalous Bardolf came waltzing in with his second. I can't even remember his name anymore. Gragas or some shit like that. Drag. Drag. Yeah, I don't even care. Fuck that guy. And he was just waltzing about, just really just such a person of low station, hanging around barred off like a dog, just scampering for scraps. And, well, I arranged for a situation in which he would bump into me with his wine glass. And, of course, such an affront at the Winter's Ball, I was given no choice but to defend my honor. So I'm going to defend my honor, and I'm going to go off with Greg, off a deniable distance, um, uh, just down on the river of the estate where the midwinter ball is being held. And uh, we are going to duel, and I intend to kill him. Wow, I'd lose wow. a beloved really He's quick. not That's messing harsh. around. Okay. That'll be a D10. Okay. So I got a 6 plus 8 plus 5, which that wow. is going to be... That's your um, serious and duelist? Yes. So that's a what? That's going to be 19. Yeah, that's 19. That's that's a smashing success. Fantastic. So the Duke of Lawfrey plunges his blade deep within the throat of Gregor and kicks him off with his boot heel, spits on the ground, and says, Unworthy little cur. And he looks to Greg second and he says, Advise Lord Baldolf that I'll be awaiting his reply. And uh, with that, he just absconds into the night. Wow. Uh, leaving leaving his sister Matilda. Wait a minute. <laughs> hmm. A strange right. definition of love. Yeah. It's not a groovy kind of love. No. So Dreg's gone or... <laughs> yeah, dead. <laughs> wow. Okay. Huh. All right. Oh, it's Cam. Is up. I think I am going to find a time to see if Lemarine would like to have a uh, turn on the dance floor with me. So you're going to attempt seduction here? I am. So let's see here. Seduction is foppish plus aristocrat. Is that right? Yep. So roll your d10. I only have to do mediocre on this. Or a 12. Damn it. That's a failure. Yeah. So you want to play that out? <laughs> you know, at 12, I suppose that's not a terrible, terrible failure. So I'm betting... Actually, you can wait because I'll take my turn. And I was going to do a bit of seduction, but now I'm just going to mock you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess I probably am not familiar with this new dance at court and kind of bungle it and cause some tripping to happen. Yes. The great cobra. Well, we'll have to see. Foppish plus duelist. And that is a four plus five is nine and duelist is six. That is 15. I make it. <laughs> you need to describe exactly how my ploy left you humiliated and seething. <laughs> And you, you also lose a point of foppish. So you lose a point of foppish and you gain a point of serious. 
I suppose I'm out there dancing, and maybe just as we take a turn by where you are sitting dejectedly watching me dance with your woman, that's right where I managed to take a trip <laughs> and maybe land flat on my back, like like right at the feet of your chair. And oh, you yeah. Look straight down at me and say that. Oh, yeah. And I do my best to stand up and gather myself and, and huff off. Okay. Sir Percy. Sir Percy cannot stay away from the allure of Chamber Pot. <laughs> <laughs> he is going to seduce her. He grabs a, a mug of ale and wanders over to seduce her. Now I gotta roll. And then I can start seduction. I mean, she doesn't really have a chance, but <laughs> considering my stats. There you go. Oof. <laughs> wow. So... He grabs a mug of ale from the servers wandering around, takes it to Chamberpot and gives it to her, and says, How could such a cad as Bardolph gorn you? Your eyes are like the sewers of Paris. <laughs> as is your perfume. <laughs> I kiss your hand, fair lady. And Sir Percy kisses the hand of Chamberpot. And after he does that, takes his handkerchief out of his pocket and puts it to his nose. <laughs> wow. <laughs> is she infatuated now? Oh yeah, she's infatuated, of course. Yep, they can have three different states of being. Either no infatuation, infatuated, or devoted. So I write in, in love with the locust on my sheet <laughs> and one heart here. All right, I'm up. Uh, so I'm on the verge of like being belovedless here because one's already been killed. <laughs> one's halfway to seduced. So I think... I was going to do some kind of braggery or something, but I think I need to make a move on Unctious, the distant father. He's quite the catch. Yeah. Now, what you want to do about boils there, pal, is... Uh, and then I, like, lean in and... Yeah. So he seduces a way that is foppish and aristocrat. And that's going to be plus 10 for the combo. Here it come. A 15 on the dot, my oh, friend. I will do it. You're beginning to win the failing heart of... I think I've, I'm picturing Bardolph as kind of a sociopath, actually. Because, I mean, <laughs> his, his beloveds are really not all that beloved by him. <laughs> he just wants to draw people into his circle. And I think in terms of falling in love with Unctious, he sees him as a very available target and sets his sights on him. Okay, well, I believe we're back to uh, Brent. Duke Lawfrey. So, a little bit of a flashback to a little bit earlier in the winter, midwinter ball, Duke Lafrey is uh, conspiring with his his horse-faced sister, Matilda. He says, Matilda, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go over and just throw yourself at that man, that unctuous man that Bardolf seems to be eyeing. Okay, brother, I'll go do that. So Matilda goes sashaying her way towards Unctuous, and uh, she says, Oh, hey, big boy, what are you up to? <laughs> and so I make a foppish plus aristocrat roll, and she gives me a plus one of my aristocrat. She's not so her. smooth, it makes sense. <laughs> so that's going to be a five plus three is eight plus dice roll of five plus eight is 13, a failure. Uh, Unctuous curls their lips, lip and declines in whatever fashion the, their player feels is most amusing. Unctuous is going to have none of this. He's not even in the, the remotest bit polite. He just coughs awkwardly into his hands and is like, oh, oh, young madam, young madam, <coughs> please desist these, these unspeakable overtures. I am a gentleman. Okay. And Matilda just <laughs> slinks away while Laufrey is just straight up killing Greg. So I lost a point of foppish, bringing me down to four. And uh, just as a note, if I kill them later, I'm going to look terribly petulant. <laughs> That's right. So your foppish is down to four, and don't forget to bring your serious up to six. To six, yep. That just makes Matilda all the more powerful later. All right. Uh, Cobra's up. So, yeah. Javanel in their cups, Cobra's comrade boozebag, is uh, quite upset. 
as the night wears on with Crispin embarrassing their friend. So they stagger over to your table and slap you in the face with the glove. Oh my god, so what are we doing? Are we engaging in petty fisticuffs here? Or, oh, no, you're defending honor here? Am I, I, it's defend your honor. Yes. Which do I want to do? I want to defend honor, yeah. Yeah, you're defending uh, Cobra's honor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that is serious plus duelist? It is serious plus duelist plus any bonuses that may apply for your beloved. So yeah, duelist is plus one. And I'm using my new serious, not my base serious, correct? Yes, it would okay. be your actual serious. So that's 1d10 plus 7 plus 5 plus 1. That's a 17. Oh, I lose a duelist. Yeah. Ah, how dare you, madam? How dare I what? Tell me exactly what I did. You have besmirched the good Arse Flautus name. I will see your master's school burn before this year is out. Burn. You're cute. And she saunters away. All right. Unctious has had his fill of brandies and he's starting to hobble around the outskirts of the dance floor. And he's um, got his sights set on um, Hill Galga. <laughs> and so he's going to he's gonna try and uh, seduce Hill Galga. So he's going to wander up and um, he just stands in front of her and looks her up and down sideways and says Madam you appear of good breeding stock and of strong hands how are you at lancing boils and <laughs> scraping bunions and he's just with the, those velvet words he's just gonna roll a seduce which is, is going to be great, because it's going to be a... Come on. That's a three, plus a foppish of five. Oh, it's a, and he has a minus one on foppish, so that's a seven. And uh, what is that, aristocrat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, she's not digging it. That's a 12. <laughs> <laughs> she looks down her elegant aristocratic nose at him and says, How dare you, sir? My husband will be hearing of this. What? Oh, what? Very well. Very well. <laughs> and he just he just shuffles off. Okay. Well, um, Helgaga, after that terrible encounter, decides to set her sights on better prey. And she notices in the corner, like a poor wallflower, poor horse-faced Matilda. <laughs> and she says, ah, I will set my sights on that young woman and teach her the aristocratic ways of makeup and ball gowns. Because right now she looks like her hair is straw and she's wearing a feed bag. <laughs> the old I'll teach you about hair and ball gowns routine. Yes. <laughs> so Helgago, Helgogo, uh, Helgolga is going to go and seduce Matilda. All right. Okay, now here's the awesome thing. I get to use the Locust stats, right? Yes, plus Algalga's bonuses. Okay, ready for this? Yeah. We got an 8 of Fothish. We got a uh -huh. 7 of Aristocrat. Whoa. And we got a 2 because Algalga is of a much higher station than her husband. And she has two extra Aristocrat points. Oh my god. <laughs> You're toast. <laughs> it's actually, yeah, it's guaranteed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there can always be a critical fail. Yeah, it could. There's a 1 in 10 chance. It's... It could, but it was not. <laughs> nope. Do I describe to what Matilda does? Listen, you don't just walk up to me and and just say you're infatuated. You gotta you gotta sell me on it first, mister. That's exactly what she does. She <laughs> like, walks up to you, looks you straight in the eyes, points, you're infatuated. Turns around, <laughs> walks away, done. Pretty much. Wow, no, that's uh, a power uh, move. She, she goes up to Matilda and says, My dear, my dear, look at your beautiful dress. Oh, I must get the name of your dressmaker. Come with me. Let us talk. Oh, okay. She puts her arm around Matilda and leads her away. My brother buys my dresses. Mm. <laughs> Super weird. <laughs> <laughs> it seems that you would benefit from a woman's wisdom. My brother likes certain dresses, and he likes me to dress in these dresses. 
Uh, yes, but you're infatuated, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to learn your ways, yes. Thank you. Don't argue with me, Matilda. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Matilda. You're infatuated. <laughs> okay. This game gets super weird in a hurry, yeah. man. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Just wait. You're all, you guys are hyper undueling and you forget the power of seduction. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Bardolph's up. Okay, how about this? Can Dreg do like a last oh, no, dying you're, you're, thing? No, you're, you're, uh, your beloved's gone, so you don't have... No, 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 no. Have... hold on. Can Dreg do one last dying thing? Sure. All right, so he's been slain. He knows this is his last moment, and he realizes he has one last chance to make a statement on this world. So as he's falling over, uh, who killed him again? It was Duke Lofrey. Okay, he reaches over and finds a puddle and just splashes a bunch of water in the Duke's crotch in one last effort to make mock of him. <laughs> but I left that's really, right that's after really all so. is that really all Dreg could reach for, like in okay. like with his wits. Okay, yeah. Does that sound plausible? If not, uh oh, I was gonna have him flashback I, to him making a boast that he could never be vanquished. <laughs> <laughs> with, with no game mechanic involved. Uh. Um, I'm okay with the splashing counting as a demoralizing thing. It's foppish plus duelist. So he's got like, <laughs> actually he would have 15 before rolling the die. So it would be, Roller. you would look, you would lose a point of foppish as you go back to the party and it looks like you wet your pants. Okay. That's all, that's all Drag was hoping for at his dying moment. <laughs> oh yeah, roll the dice. Is that cool? Okay. So yeah, I'm cool with it. Does anyone have a problem with it? I'll check that way. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fine. You sure? Yeah, let's go. Okay. No, this yeah, is, let's do it. This is a super oh. serious game. Oh, we need you've to just roll got, up. You've just got such wet crotch. I think you've you've paid your price for murder. Yeah, I mean, I straight up just killed someone in cold blood. <laughs> I, I deserve to take some knocks here, you know? So to clarify, when a point of foppish goes down, a point of serious goes up. Serious goes like up. that's Correct. instant, right? No, yes. it doesn't wait to the end of the scene. Okay. Essentially, you made me a more efficient killing machine. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> okay, so the midwinter ball comes to an end. And quite a ball it was. Oh, God. You find yourselves lured to the outskirts of town, where there used to be a high, narrow bridge over the Vindemir River. Goat herds bringing their animals to market drove them over it, giving it the name the Goat Bridge. When fair Hilteford attempted to invade Vindemir with a ridiculously large riverboat, about a hundred years ago, it rammed into the goat bridge and knocked down its upstream half before sinking. Despite the God. many, many witnesses, stories are evenly split about what sank this wooden dreadnought. The church of Woofsturge insists the goddess herself materialized in her female aspect, wet gown clinging fetchingly as she disabled it with a weapon called the spoon of disembowelment. Academics at Vindemir University claim it may have actually been a coterie of secretive warlocks. Meanwhile, fans of the Vindemir Civic Gutball team insist it sank from simple construction incompetence. But it is here that certain warlocks can be found. And we are now entering a Faustian bargain. Ooh. Oh boy. Those are the best kind. So the warlocks of Vindemir are secretive and powerful, but often nerdy and unappealing. One, however, has conceived a passion for either your teacher or one of their beloved, and has shyly made an offer. Come with them and be their love in exchange for mystic aid in the endeavors dearest to their ambition. It's for real. They can't guarantee victory in the All-Valley Fencing Championship or anything, but they can definitely provide a magic sword or shower your lands with fecundity. But going along with this, is there a catch? So... Looks like we just choose a character and we decide their action. Who's going to go first here? It says the person who waited longest to act last time. I gotta say that's Rob then. Let's, yeah, Rob. I don't think Bardolph sees any angle in here. Uh, Bardolph's going Bardolph's gonna to take it on himself and <laughs> he's going to try to gently decline, <laughs> which is a shitty role for me. So this needs to be handled with delicate diplomacy is not to hurt the feelings of someone who might be able to burn down every house your family owns with fire from heaven simultaneously. So serious plus aristocrat role. So I'm going with a six 
That's going to be a 12 and a fail. To reject my suit, the warlock says, is to know my curse. Henceforth, thy taste in scarves and belts shall forever be questionable at best. For the rest of the game, I have disadvantaged all foppish plus aristocrat roles. Wow. Wow, you're so having to roll a, twice and take the worst? Yeah. Still worth it. I don't want to be bound to a warlock. Come on. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to put down the noble involved, obviously. Well, yeah. I'd be disappointed if you didn't. A locust will take care of this himself because, you know, Helgolga is above reproach. But um, I need to make a foppish plus aristocrat, which is going to win anyway. So why am I bothering? Unless I get a critical. Oh, critical fail. Oh, oh yeah. One always fails. Nice. That's right. Oh, that's right. So we always do have to roll even when we have a sure thing, quote unquote. So what is the consequence of failure? I would have lost a foppish if you succeeded. I think it maybe it's just a, the, maybe it's just sort of a neutral. Yeah, I think you just made some nasty no, remarks. No, just like, nothing happens, land. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I'll say, oh, how pathetic that you have no manners and sense of etiquette and sensitivity, Fardolf. See, if you'd said more like Fardolf, it might have landed better. Chris Benar's fault is this having none of this, because if that wanker Bardolf can get a deal with a frigging warlock, then I want one, because <laughs> the devious Marseillaise school is far superior to Bardolf's dump of an academy. So I'm going to try and uh, hustle me up a warlock. So I'm going to roll. And that is a four plus a six for Sirius is a 10 and a duelist of five. So that is 15. And I have pursued an esoteric advantage. So success. Well, it's not as good as having a warlock's love. But you do sell your soul to a lesser devil from some foreign cult. Yes! It's fine. <laughs> the corrupt priest who sets this up for you is pretty sure overseas demons don't even have the mystic equivalent of jurisdiction or legal stand in Vindemir. <laughs> I get plus one to any stat I like. However, at the end of the game, no matter what else happens, invisible monsters tear you to pieces <laughs> in the marketplace. I really should have read that. Write that, that that Write that down. Write that down. Write that down. Hold on. Plus one to any stat I like. Any stat I like. Uh, oh, I'm going to up my foppish back to five. And then I am we'll torn to pieces, to pieces. Yeah. by demons. Okay. I believe Cobra is up. Yeah, and I believe perhaps my adult elder is going to act. And I just imagine him in a very Grandpa Simpson old man shakes his fist at Cloud. Just mm -hmm. uh, walking down the street going, witchcraft! <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that is a serious plus aristocrat. Yep. So that's plus plus any of his bonuses. Yep, yep. Seven plus five plus one. That's a twenty-one. Ooh. That'll do it. <laughs> Yay! Wow. Like in his slippers and robe, just up and down the street. Do you want to read the uh, outcome for yep. success? The Inquisitors of Wolfsturge uh, subject the character to a week-long battery of inventive evaluations including tests of skin tension, bile purity, blood viscosity, and slaria bounce. In the end, their findings are inconclusive, but the character <laughs> has lost the point of foppish due to public embarrassment and extreme discomfort. And who did you accuse of witchcraft? Well, I accused Rob. What? Oh, Bardolf. <laughs> well, that's because I'm, I'm reacting to what you did. So. Huh. Takes her selecting. You are the yeah. one who brought this warlock upon us, sir. Uh, all right. So I'm down to. Okay. So Foppish goes down. Sirius goes. Sirius goes up, which means all you're right. getting good at killing, too. <laughs> what is your Foppish score at? Just out of curiosity before I take my turn. I brought it down to six. Oh, your Foppish is only down to six? Yeah, mine was started at seven. Okay. 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 All right. So, so the goal is to keep your opponents hovering around five. 
Yeah, no. just keep right. them really average. No, no, you want to get the around way, nine. You're knocked out of the game if you go to ten and you oh, like yeah. on top on any of the four. Yeah, uh-huh. like five five is not a bad place to be. No, it's not. Yeah, okay, I understand. I'm not done with you yet. <laughs> so, Taurus, my loyal brother, who I haven't picked a voice for yet, ah, uh, who sounds like this. So. I decided that what I'm going to do is, you know, uh, my big brother, he keeps talking about Bardolph and how he talked to a warlock, and he keeps talking about that, so I thought maybe I should go talk to a warlock. So I'm going to pursue a pact of my own. I'm going to make a serious plus duelist roll, which is a 15. I highly recommend these satanic packs, young man. Oh, yeah, and I got a 19. So I sold my soul to a lesser devil. And uh, I'm going to give myself plus one to any stat I like. Uh, I think I'm going to give myself a, a point foppish. Uh, bring me hmm. back up to four. And then meet uh, me in the marketplace at end of game, young man. <laughs> yep. We shall be rendered by demons together. Wait, what was that last part? <laughs> <laughs> and next. I never got to make up a voice for drag. I think it'd be something like, you've unmade me, sir. But at least I didn't pee my pants. Splash. <laughs> what a prick! Okay, and scene. All right, we move on. Where are we? Someone's debut into society. The Avenue of Knobs is once again bedecked in lights and finery, as Lord and Lady Jim Crack are ushering their tender daughter, their Jiva, into the ranks of society by means of a debutante ball. They're pretty loaded, and they've set a nice spread, so why not attend and get a look at the new meat in the matrimonial butcher shop? Who knows? Maybe you'll fall in love. So, we each pick one character to go, and everyone takes a turn until they've gone twice. Okay, Jenny, you're going to go first. Well, the Locust will attend himself, and he's going to plant some scurrilous rumors. So I got to see if that succeeds first, and I'll tell you which teacher gets the scurrilous rumors if I if I win. Huh. That is a oh wait yeah that's a that's a foppish uh, plus aristocrat again, and let's hope for no critical fail this time. No critical fail. So that's a twenty three. So I wander up to some of the old widows and give them compliments and talk to them for a bit, and then I say, did you know that the family of what is it Ars- Arsenflout? Ars flautist. Ars flautist. Ars flautist. Ars flautist. The family of Ars flautist. Drake would love that joke. Has fallen on hard times. I hear the family has not a penny to its name. That the father has squandered it all on foil remedies and bunion cures. And <laughs> that he will no longer be funding his son Crispin's school. What? God damn it. Oh, what? I get minus one to any stat of your choice? Well, what have you got? What do you mean, what have I got? I've got foppish, duelist, serious, and aristocrat. <laughs> I know, I want to know which one. You, you know, you got the, They're uh, all fives. They're all fives. <laughs> okay, well then I'm going to take a point away from your duelist. As in real life, I am fabulously mediocre. Okay, uh, <laughs> point away from duelist. All right. All right. <laughs> Bardolph. Yeah, Bardolph's going, and he's going to try to seal the deal with Unctious here at this uh, ball. <laughs> However, it is a foppish plus aristocrat role, which I now have a disadvantage at, thanks to the warlock's, warlock's scarf curse. Yeah, you try to say it. Warlock's. Warlock Scarf Curse. Warlock Scarf Curse. Got it. Okay. So we step out on the veranda. The moon is shining. I lean in for a 17. Ooh. And I will paste for an 11. Damn it. So I fail. Look to my right. Smile. That player is going to pick who suddenly bedazzles you. Any action you take with a previous can take with a previous love can be taken with this one instead two or instead why is that a bad thing I'm, I'm puzzled you see because the person to your right is me uh-huh so i get to decide who bardolph is suddenly bedazzled by okay 
And where is this? You look over and you see Duke Lawfrey just like glowering in the distance and you feel something awaken inside of you. You know that he's not coming yet, but you know soon he's going to attack you and you're sort of looking forward to it at this point. That's good glowering. Oh, okay. okay. So now you're in love with Duke Lowfrey of Piddlebot. Okay. So, but it looks like I keep both on my in love with list, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I'm choosing to imagine the way that we love each other is just sort of a mutual hatred. <laughs> All right. Well, it is Duke Lowfrey, I believe. So, Duke Lowfrey jumps out from behind the bushes that he was hiding behind and he just says, Bye! And he's just going to haul off and punch him. Wait. Um, oh. Got a clip make... there. Who? What was the name? Oh. <laughs> God, oh. Okay. I love how Brad yells so loud <laughs> that his microphone just gets Clips, destroyed. Yeah. Every yeah. <laughs> it is too loud for mortal ears. Yeah, that that's bad mic work. But yeah, so I roll a foppish plus duelist thing. So my foppish is four, my duelist is eight, four, 12. And I roll the dice and the dice comes up as a nine, which is gonna be way more than a 15. I don't feel like doing the math. And the result is I made them bleed. I get a plus one to my duelist dice. And with his business concluded, Lowfrey then says, I hate you, and then runs off. <laughs> this is some strange scripting here in this rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> Cobra is up. Yeah, I just want to fornicate, and I'm not picky about who with. <laughs> so that's a uh, foppish trust. Honey over the nasty yeah. sty. Shit, 13. Oops. So I lose a foppish because I have a social disease. Oh, dear. <laughs> I need an ungent. Ooh, a smelly ungent for your Ungent <clears throat> for my, yeah. I hear Chamber Pot makes them. Well, Lemarine is, you know, had enough of just being ignored by Crispin and his distant father, Unctious. So she's just gonna honey over the nasty side, too, and just um, get some action. And she wants a taste of that chamber pot, too. So Jesus just, uh, Christ. Gross. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna, supposed to be in love with her. Just gonna mosey on up. <laughs> by the uh get her by the punch ball there and just go for it and uh that's gonna be a five plus foppish she's five that's a ten and aristocrat's a six a sixteen and a plus two foppish that's a eighteen my conquest is young but old enough to know better and um yeah lemarine Shows Chamber Pot what's what and gives me a plus one in Foppish. Now, does that mean that Chamber Pot is uh, no longer infatuated with the Locust? No, 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 no. It was just a good time. Oh, it was a dalliance. Okay. All right. <laughs> dalliance, yes. Makes it sound so unsorted. It was a nasty dalliance. <laughs> See, this is why I have a seven in Aristocrat and you don't. I'm not quite so poor. I have a six, but I'm I'm also from <laughs> Dublin. So, oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> All right, you're up. Oh, okay. Um, well, you know what? I planted a scurrilous rumor, and that worked very well. So I'm just gonna have a ball. That's Boppish plus Aristocrat with advantage. This is a great freaking party game. So that's the first one, which is a twenty-three. I barely need to roll another one, but I'll do it anyway. 18. Well, 23, that means I have a whale of a time. It says, you flirt without anyone taking it seriously, eat without gluttony, drink without stumbling, and dance without treading on anyone's toes. It's lovely. You don't even get a hangover. All right, well, this has gotten too weird. Bardolph is going to retire to the smoking lounge with the elders to discuss the issues of the day over Brandy. And while I'm at it, roll serious plus aristocrat. Plus seven. All right. For a failed 13. Therefore, what you fire-eating swells fail to grasp is the Barwellian culture of generational vindictiveness. If we consult Gazlux Histoire de Troisième Kerfluffle Peasants there, I fall asleep in a treacherously comfy fatule. I don't know how that is, and take minus one serious. 
back where I started. That makes sense. Doesn't seem like it was barred off scene, really. So, depending on your position and how you needed to move numbers around, you might shoot for a fail. Yeah. Didn't they have this band at the Midwinter Ball? <laughs> Taurus is going to do some brandy and harumping. Sirius plus aristocrat. Sirius is six. Aristocrat is one. Plus one from Taurus. Oh, and it critically fail. Okay, so I lose a point in Sirius. And that's me. Cobra I think it's time to plant some rumors about Brent there. <laughs> High time. You said your duelist was at nine? Uh-oh. Yeah, I did. This is going to be interesting. Then Cobra's just going to run around and say, I heard he isn't even an aristocrat. And we'll see if we can't take away one aristocrat from you. Oh, um, so that's a foppish <laughs> plus aristocrat, which is not good. That's a nine. I am rolling really bad tonight. I don't think I've rolled higher than a four tonight. So you lose oh, a foppish. Wow. So okay. I lose a foppish. Okay. Better behind their fans when you leave. <laughs> Just like that. Of course he's an aristocrat. He's a duke. That was a go big or go home, and I'm going home on that one, it looks like. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I admire the hustle. Well, Lemarine's just got a real taste of her now at this point. But she's looking for something a bit more concrete. And she's looking for something a bit solid and stable. She uh, gazes over and meets the eye of Duke Lawfrey's sister, Matilda. And um, she's just kind of just falling in love with her. So she's just going to go for it. Let me see what we got here. We have a five... And then Floppish plus Aristocrat, that is 12, that's 17, plus another 2, that's 19. So Lemarine Sprawbladder is in love with the, the beautiful Matilda. She's met the woman of her dreams and seen. How am I playing this game and not drinking, guys? <laughs> Hell, We're going to do surprised. something about that. The Spring Cotillion, or Ye Spring Cotillion, hosted by the Tyrant of Vindemir, our benevolent and unforgiving leader. This year's Spring Cotillion takes place in a marvellous parkland along the banks of Barfruit Bay, named after Vindemir's precious purgative export, a medicine that grows nowhere else. Barfruit Bay is a handsome body of water crisscrossed by craft from all over the world, all steering according to their own customs and often impeded from safety agreements by language barriers. It's a rare day when someone doesn't throw something absolutely disgusting from one ship to another. Just the crew's playful way of saying, hey, I'm sailing here. Also, there are merfolk who can be vulgar. For this scene, every teacher is in attendance, as are all surviving beloveds. However, as this dance is hosted by the tyrant of Vindemir, fatal dueling is, let's go with, frowned upon. No one dies tonight. Which is not to say, hot-blooded teens might not scratch up each other's faces pretty good. Every player takes an action with one of their beloveds. After everyone's done those, the teachers each act. However, the instructors must use their one action to either pay court or pitch woo to the person they fell in love with at the midwinter ball. There you go. Assuming, of course, they survived. If the enamorata is dead already, the teacher doesn't act, just mopes. So we start with beloved actions first, then get to the sexy stuff. So what have we got? Just have fun? No. <laughs> oh, flirt outrageously. Absolutely. Okay. Limerine, after the marvellous evening that she had at the debutante ball, is pressing onward her amorous overtures to the delightful Matilda. <laughs> so she's just going to flirt outrageously with her and in order to like win her heart and finally escape from under her uh, so-called lover's wing and that of his oppressive father. That is a 10. That is an automatic success. Congrats. True love. Their love for you grows wherever Matilda goes. Either from neutral to infatuate, from infatuate to devoted. Is she devoted to you? Yes. Okay, so now Matilda is on my form. And what is Matilda? Matilda is... 
My dear sister. <laughs> my, my horse-faced dear sister. Uh, what, uh, how does she change the rules? Uh, she is plus one serious, plus one aristocrat. All right, score. Is she devoted to you now? Yes, she is. She is off Are your you serious? sheet. serious? Yeah, wow. she's off your sheet. Oh, I'm mild. No one can resist Lemarine Sprawbladder. Have you seen okay. her? All right. Cobra, cam is up. I am in a tight spot. <laughs> okay, so Javanel, she is going to... She's in her cups and remembering the midwinter ball calm, she's going to come and try to bully you a little bit. So that's a foppish plus duelist. Bullying Crispin? Yeah. That's an eight. Fail. So I am now at negative one foppish. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so there is none. So you are at yeah. ten serious? I am ten serious. Okay. Oh. Well, there's good news for you at least. You achieve enlightenment. <laughs> Cobra withdraws from his family and school and retreats to the mountains to contemplate the sublime. You may bring one of your beloveds as a disciple, but no more than one. My addle-pattered elder uh, scraps can stay home. Javanel <laughs> comes with me. Okay. Cobra is now out of the game, but you can continue playing with your, your beloveds. But you can't, you're, you're not going to win. And then does my foppish just stay at zero right now? Yeah, you're, you're done. Yeah. Well, I mean, plays, when I'm rolling as a beloved. Sorry, that's that's a trip. Sorry, you get all of your attributes are stuck Reset at four. Reset to four. That's right. Oh, all, all of the attributes are, four. are a four, wow. and they never change. That being said, though, I do think I am going to bow out here. Okay. okay. Well played. Yep. You guys have a good night. That was a lot of fun. This is a great party game. I like. Yeah, it. I yes, yes I'm this. enjoying that <laughs> a lot. Night, guys. All right, then it's Duke Lawfrey. Okay, so Taurus, my loyal brother, approaches Bardolph, and he says, "Hey, my big brother. He said that he punched you at the at the big debut. And he said that you might need something a little bit more manageable as a challenge. So he sent me." And he throws a blunt sword to Bardolph. Bardolph catches it handily, of course, and he engages in a theatrical duel. So we both roll foppish plus duelist. And then uh, if we both succeed, hey, we both get foppish. But there's whoever succeeds better might get something better. Um, so we both roll foppish plus duelist. I'm five plus nine. 14 plus three is 17. So I succeeded with a 17. Bartle, what you got? 23. 23. Fantastic. So we both get plus one foppish. I don't want plus one foppish. But if my rival got a success, they also get plus one foppers. Okay, so we both get plus yeah. one. Unless their success was higher, then they get plus one foppish and advantage the next time the two of us cross swords. Okay. So That's eight, fun. Two, and Is it foppish at nine? Mine's at eight now. Oh, eight. It went down Especially. at one point. So advantage versus... That was, I'd wait. call it foppery. Like, I think that we work as a... This is... I've sort yeah. of set up for you your classic, like, shonen battle, like, antagonist, where I've got, like, these underlings that are sort of a part of me, really, as the end boss. All right. Uh, am I up? Yes. Okay. All right. So I think Chamber Pot's going to get in the action here and try to outshine a rival, which is going to be Duke Lawfrey, because it's just getting, she's just, like, not liking the vibe going on here. <laughs> <laughs> Outshine your rival. Describe what you're doing to make yourself look better than some other less glorious or vainglorious courtier than make a standard foppish plus aristocrat role. So she is basically just like taking care of Bardolph after all this, just this series of offenses and talking down <laughs> Duke Lawfrey and his just general weirdness. So I make a foppish plus aristocrat, which to reiterate, I do at disadvantage. <laughs> Try number one is a 15. Ah. Try number two is a 14. So oh, that is a fail oh, with a disadvantage by one. Oh, 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 man. <laughs> what, would that have done it? Would that have finished you oh. off? No? No. Okay. 
That would have taken away a foppish had it worked. However, I take yeah. minus one foppish instead. The player controls the target of my attempted snub describes how either their character wittily turns the tables on me or how I just self-destruct. Possibly to drink overconfidence or some other advice. So who is this that was making this? It was, was Chamber Pot. Chamber Pot. Chamber Pot. Chamber Pot, I don't think you have any place to be talking about anyone's standings. I can't recall whose bed you're in anymore. You don't deserve Bargarf. Keeps getting weirder. Uh, also, <laughs> she's she's supposed to have minus two aristocrat. Those both would have been fails. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, the locust is up. The locust would like to send Helgolga, the beautiful Helgolga, the aristocratic Helgolga, to flirt with Matilda in hopes of gaining her devotion by means of makeup parties and pillow fights and, you know, girl stuff. So, I'm going to do a roll. She wanted to do makeup parties when she could do makeout parties with Lemarine. Well, that's fine, but you know, you don't know what goes on at those parties. No, I don't. No, you don't. I'm a gentleman of standing. 21. Everyone is passing around my horse faced sister. Yep. <laughs> Matilda. You know, if you're, you're going to be trashy like that, if you're going to, yes. Matilda is now infatuated with me. Who has her? Yeah, this is a weird, is a weird situation. So she's infatuated with... El Golga. Yeah. I think that this calls for a duel to the death. Uh-oh. Not at this party, pal. Well, it's my turn. And um, let me see. Now this one ha- oh, is... Oh, no, not at this oh. party. God damn it. Wait, wait, wait a second. Um, what does Hilda... Uh, sorry, Hilda. Uh, Matilda, what, what is her uh, role change? There is. You don't get her. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yeah. Why not? Because she's Wait. infatuated. She's not devoted to you. You've got to woo her again. Wait, no, was no, she no, no, was no. she previously infatuated? She was. She was previously infatuated. Yes. Yeah. She well, was. now she is devoted. Take her. Just take her. <laughs> <laughs> Get this horse-faced hussy out of my house. So, uh, what what is her uh, role change? Plus one serious, plus one aristocrat. Thank you. She's a hot item. I understand. I had her for a while, and I understand how uh, powerful she can be. Hey, she's your sister. She used to be mine. Okay, well, it's up to me now, and it's back to its uh, Crispin R. Slottest. And this has to be pay court or pitch woo to the person they fell in love with at the Midwinter Ball, if they have survived. Oh, ironically, I shall pitch woo to Helgalga. (laughs) 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 Listen, let's just close this circle. Let's just bring it all in. Seeing as our families are so intertwined already, (laughs) that we take this further, madam. Okay, next question. It was Unctuous who was going after her. Yeah, it doesn't matter. This is the... Oh, oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. All right, I got you. It's the team. Everybody's going (laughs) after everyone in Vindemar. It's just a a hot mess. It's a hot, sexy mess in Vindemar. Theater company in here. That is a <laughs> it really is, right? That's not going to go well. So that is <laughs> two plus six is eight. Plus six is 14. No. 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 Oh. No. I just miss it. Rejection, disgrace, and a whole lot of snickering over the lemonade. I lose a point of serious. Oh, Golga laughs heartily in Unctuous's face. Oh, right. Enjoy. Uh, <laughs> Oh, man. It is uh, Duke Lawfrey. So I'm going to stretch what pay court sort of means here for Duke Lawfrey. Just sort of ride along with me here. Uh Uh-oh. Duke Lawfrey approaches Bardolf. Oh, good God. After the the fight with, uh, with his brother, and he says, Listen, I understand that I loathe you more than any other human being I've ever met. But I cannot deny that together we could be a force to be reckoned with. Join me, and together we can destroy the other dukes and nobles of this pitiful Vindemir and share our hatred for each other beyond these borders. So this says you have to do this in front of your family. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so this is in front of everyone. Duke Lafrey doesn't give a shit. He's 
bearing his heart out here. Uh, so if I'm in love with a rival school swords uh, teacher, that's fraud. It's up to them to accept or reject my arbiter. If they accept, we both get plus one aristocrat and become engaged. If they shoot me down, despite the correctness of my proposal, we are no longer in love and are, in fact, humiliated, disgraced, and weepy. But it doesn't affect my stats, and that's that's something. And th that's something, isn't it? That's if you roll a success, I believe, because that's all under the success part. Yes. Uh, I just want to make clear yeah, yeah. what's going on here. If okay. if I fail, you reject me out of hand, and I either lose a point of foppish or aristocrat, my pick. Excellent. I rolled a two, plus Sirius is four, for six, plus aristocrat is one, is seven. <laughs> I failed. So I'm going to lose a point of foppish, and please... Unload on me. What happens? Sir, I find you frightfully odd. I reject <laughs> your suit. If I can't have you, no one can. I swear on this day, your blood will quench my blade. And then he disappears into a puff of smoke. <laughs> Looks like I made the right call. Is this Lord Skurlock? <laughs> <laughs> I know what poor silver feels like. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, it's uh, it is uh, Bardolph's turn. All right, Bardolph is gonna play it a little more. Uh, okay, I think. I so just shaken by this whole scene, I realized that I need someone to settle down with or at least to be able to wave out in front of me to fend off odd suitors like the Duke. So I'm going to make a move on Unctious uh, <laughs> Ars Fiddle. Uh, oh, you've, been, you've been waiting so long. Yes. Serious plus aristocrat. Which is not a great role for me. Uh and so, yeah, I, I make my suit a little more low-key and dramatic than that one, but I still have to do it in front of people. So, paying court with a big 12. Uh, so, Unctious rejects me in front of my <laughs> family, who shake their heads at what a dunderpit I am. <sighs> you just, column you describe your, your distant father's rejection. Sir, I would have you not as a horse servant, let alone a husband. Return to your grotty school and take your filthy little family with you. You may insult me, sir, but no one insults the school. The path of subtle evisceration. I think you will find I just did, sir. Blast. Be gone. Okay, I've lost a point of foppish. Okay, is this me? Yep. All right. I'm going to uh, obviously have, have my uh, locust pitch woo to chamber pot. Oh, shit, this oh, puts me out. He's already infatuated, right? Yes. Yes, oh, yes he is. So pitching woo. I have woo. both of them infatuated with me. Both Matilda and Chamberpot. Well, Helgolga. Oh, yeah. 22. I think that's a success. Damn it. Okay. It is. You get Chamberpot, so she's aristocrat minus two for her stat. Well, she's not very useful, is she? Yeah, but now you've got like a stack of, you're like stacking I up a love it like cordwood. I do. I've got like four of them now. Okay. Um, and who was she? She was the scorned lover. Yeah. So you gain plus one foppish from your conquest. Which means I'm going to have to take my Sirius down to, ooh, this could be interesting. Okay. <laughs> and then you have to pick one other character who finds out and is enraged. If that person is enraged, if you're even devoted, that's gone cannot pick your teacher or one of your beloveds to be the hater. Who did I just take Chamber Pot away from? Bardolph. Oh, Bardolph, I know you're so angry with me. So terribly, terribly I mean, angry. He kind of has mixed feelings. But, yes. Alright, but now I'm at the state of instructor is gone, but beloved... No, I'm beloveds are gone, yeah, but instructor... Yeah, beloveds are gone. Right, so I read it back. Dooming Bardolph to a melancholy life of solitary decay. If you lose all your beloveds and gain no replacements, your fate is sealed eventually oh. but you can still stick around to make a mess you can okay. still win the match or get revenge or debauch yourself 
just to make sure that everyone knows it's ultimately empty without some smiling face waiting <laughs> for at home. Fantastic. <laughs> Sorry okay. about that part off. Way the cookie crumbles. So, yeah. I believe we have reached game because we have lost we have lost two instructors. Oh yeah. So we have lost Bardolph and we have lost Cobra. Yeah. So officially the game endeth here. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it says the game ends when two school leaders reach their final fate, either by hitting ten in oh. any of their attributes, dying, or losing the loves in their lives. Or when someone wins the All Valley Fancy Championship, or when the players agree it's a good time for it to end. Well, I mean, oh. that's tick two out of the three boxes right there, eh? The game is technically over. Yeah. So I, I call it over. If we wanted to play again, I'd be cool with re rolling characters. I think that was yeah, a nice me, type yeah, of story. Me too. This was the tragedy of Sir Baldoff. Yeah. Do we decide who won? Um, I know the point is not to win. It says right there. But well, <laughs> I would say, what is it? Uh, it's going to be the person with the, um, well, who would it be? Is it the person with the highest duelist or the person with the most number of beloveds? I would, I would lean toward most beloveds. I mean, you mm, both survived. And so in a way, in you're both Yes. <laughs> in which case, um, Sir Percy, the locust and his yes. what? Four beloveds. <laughs> I, consider, I still you, consider this a victory. You because shameless the hound, sir. <laughs> That vicious cur Bardolph is now sleeping in a tiny house all alone, and he spurred me. Who is the highest duelist? That's me. I have nine. Well, congrats on that. I I think I you would have you probably would have won the uh, the All Valley. <laughs> oh, I was planning on that. Um, yeah, and I think also I start with the highest of duelist amount. I have some sort of fancy f sword. I think I remember reading something about that. Like some sort of like, I, I hold the claymore of the Valley of Vandermeer or something like that. And is like sort of, I'm sort of assumed to have won last year's All Valley. Oh, that's true. Because you, yes, you are the actual current mm -hmm. um, title holder. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, just for aftermath, Bardolph spends most of his time delivering soliloquies to Dregs's skull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to emphasize they're not very good ones. No. <laughs> what a tragedy. I'm so interested to read to uh, to listen through this again from Bardolph's perspective while I just relentlessly, relentlessly <laughs> hounded you. Yeah. Alas, dear Dreg, this was some fucking bullshit. <laughs> it's like a lot of soliloquies like that. What a bunch <laughs> of jerks. I hate them. What's their the aristocracy idea? sucks. Yeah. And that Duke, Duke Loffrey. Buckery. What the hell? More like Scoffrey. <laughs> oh, what uh, a cut I made. All right. 